So we're back at Dog Patch Labs for the Dog Patch interviews. Um, interesting cool workspace in Dublin. So tell us who you are and what you do. Hi, Bill. My name is uh, Damien Glancy. I'm a co-founder and CTO of a company called Clinch. We make a recruitment marketing uh, platform. Yeah, that, that, that's cool. I should do a disclosure at the start of this interview. I am actually advising Clinch, and we met them in uh, Philadelphia and Austin and, and really like what you do. So the real quick um, elevator pitch, what does Clinch do? Uh, Clinch helps you build uh, and, and measure your uh, recruitment marketing campaign and, and, and attempt to convert anonymous uh, traffic into candidates so that you can nurture and communicate with them and, and hopefully turn them into successful applicants. Now we were talking about something earlier which, which is why I wanted to record this conversation. You were quite um, passionate and excited about uh, data and security having come from kind of a fintech, a financial background. Um, what have you found you're bringing over from that financial background into, uh, into the world of recruitment, which must actually seem pretty primitive given the world you've come from? Well, yeah, I didn't so much work in fintech as I worked in a bank. That's what they called it. It wasn't, yeah, it it wasn't called fintech. Yeah, it was called a bank. It was the largest bank in Ireland. Um, and, and there was some kind of interesting stats. One of, the, one of the things that's interesting about Ireland when it comes to fintech and banking is that the country is small. So you can have some amazing stats like I worked on systems that paid one in every two people in the country. So you go, you're going on the train home and you go, oh, I paid that guy and I helped pay that guy. The physical moving of the money in a, in a, in a city like London or in New York, you know, nobody can have that kind of size of an impact. And you do feel the responsibility. I remember my executive saying to me one day, you've got, I, was, I, was, I had a team of about 50 or 60 and uh, I, he, he told me I had one job. Uh, you, you, it was a very regular hours. You'd leave work at five and, and the six o'clock news, the big news in Ireland. And it was just basically my job was don't be on it. So we got on the train, don't be on, don't have internet banking on the news at six o'clock with a big huge hole. So what, what, uh, what, what am I bringing over? Things have changed dramatically since that time. So, so, so security was of course huge and in financial, but it was a massively expensive problem. Um, everything was 50,000 euro. And now with cloud computing and just general consumerization of, of, of things like SSL, uh, we don't need special processors the way we did. Things that we used to be 10 and 20,000 euro are now Five dollars and eight dollars, and so there's no excuse. First of all, for not having a completely, you know, uh, secure architecture and implementing it, it's not the cost it once was. And the other aspect I think is to understand that there's often a, a focus on specific pieces of information, like a credit card number that must be secure, and the rest doesn't need to be. But the reality is that all of the information has to be secure because you can behavioral analysis is enough for you to, you know, to identify somebody. Um, and it's identity theft is the big worry. That a, a, a CV, a resume, an application is enough. In very often cases, people reveal enormous amounts of their own personal information in an application. It's enough to steal their identity. And therefore, even if you're not a major player, you're an incredibly lucrative honeypot of identity. Um, so could your LinkedIn profile be the same thing? 
And well, it, 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 it's a help, it's certainly, I mean, it's a good question, I haven't given that much consideration. I think it, it, increasingly LinkedIn profiles give you less and less information, at least publicly, so you have to make that kind of connection, so you kind of authorize. I think that may be one of the reasons, yeah. apart from the over, yeah. over money by recruiters. There's, there's absolutely no requirement for you to reveal your date of birth in a resume in most European Union and probably US in applications, but many people still do, and that's a huge piece of information that LinkedIn wouldn't normally have. And um, and uh, resumes often do, even if the companies themselves who are storing the resumes don't particularly want to be storing that information, it's often revealed. And that's one of the things about resumes, if it's not digitized, if it's just essentially scanned in through, through uh, imaging and OCR, then you have no control of the information that somebody's going to tell you about them and you're kind of obliged to hold it, hold it securely. And so on the, on the clinch side of things, it's just we built it from the ground up, it, it was never a question. Um, and with our partners in Amazon and EC2 and AWS, they give us a certain amount of security. And then on top of that, we you know, we, we, we have um, consultancies that do that, that do uh, independent penetration testing and then just generally knowledgeable um, secure coding techniques. We it, it's sometimes it's very easy in marketing. Sometimes asks for it would be very helpful if when you send out an alert that you could give them maybe your login details. But it's it's always that kind of well. Security often competes with usability, and you do your best to not make it happen. But in Clinch, we we lean towards making it you know secure rather than usable. And of course, we which is that conflict, which, which is that out. conflict. Yeah. So we, there was a, there was a there was a situation where one of our in our um, we have a mobile app, where we have this quick code that you can just type in to log in quickly because everybody hates typing passwords in it. It's implemented in a secure way, and one of our marketing team wanted uh, to send out the quick code in an email to make it even easier to encourage people to use the app, and that would be an example of somewhere where we wouldn't go. Um, because it, it's too much of a risk, essentially. You, you wouldn't want to give out the login. You wouldn't want to give out the login in, 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 in plain text. If, so, if email in the future became more secure, I think you could do a lot more interesting stuff. Okay, so um, coming from a sophisticated market or semi sophisticated market like banking into um, actually arriving into recruiting, what's your thoughts on recruiting technology or the recruiting tech market in general? I think that the area is incredibly interesting and sometimes I think in software engineers like I am myself we're on the receiving side of the millions of recruiter emails and can have a sort of a, like a, fatigue, a fatigue view of um, so you can have a bit of a fatigued view of, of what recruitment is like the reality is that it's um, among some of the most interesting problems because it, uh, it, it, it combines Okay, let me put this way better way. You can do so much with computing and the help to help uh, and, and to help somebody make hiring decisions and and then the the end piece is human. And I think that's the really, really interesting aspect to this to this area. What I like as a computer guy, um, you you can you can get people to 80-90% using algorithms and using search and using assistance and then a human intuition kicks in and finishes the process. For the ten percent. For the ten percent to finish it out. And would you ever see a time when that ten percent wouldn't be human. There's um, lots of discussion of man v machine and what might be possible with algorithms and everything else. I, I can't imagine somebody arriving in the door, you know, to on their first day and being told you were hired by a robot. Lies in somebody going, how the hell do we get to these people? And like, well, the robot said that you know you. The robot, the said, robot that. said that that's okay. It's acceptable and it's and it's it's wiser. I don't see the day that uh, you know humans want to work with other humans without some form of human decision making there. But um, I, I think that it's a much more interesting area than your average engineer appreciates. 
uh, you know, in general. Um, it isn't the most sophisticated. I think application, applicant tracking systems, you know, dominate um, for up until recently. They dominate um, HR tech and they're essentially little databases and lists that come back and you know, render, render applications and manage it through the process. But they, there's much more sophisticated technology coming along and even the ATSs themselves are growing in sophistication and uh, are becoming almost mini social networks in their own right and, and drivers of, of interaction. That's, that's, that's pretty interesting. Okay, so you, um, last question really, anything that you've seen technology-wise, um, apart from clinks, that you think is cool or interesting? Um, you put me on the spot. I, I am so buried in clinch implementation some days that it, that it, that that uh, as we build out our, our, our initial offering, then have I seen things that are that are interesting? I I think apply with indeed or an apply with uh, LinkedIn. I've seen a couple of hacks of that. Where it's not for applications, it's more for like let's just swap information, and and that's a lighter touch. And I, that is, I think that they that the LinkedIn's and the Indeeds need to embrace more. They really want it to be an application. But I've seen this even if it was download a white paper and use LinkedIn to get the white paper down. I thought it was an interesting implementation of an existing technology that's kind of a hack in the in the traditional sense that it wasn't for the purposes that LinkedIn envisaged it for, but it's quite effective. Okay, very, very last question. This one is a, a bit of a bouncer because I haven't prepared you for this one, but what all the recruiters want to know listening in, you're a software engineer, you're not available because you're co-founder of your own business, but... You'd be surprised at how many people will write and go, I know how, you know, come out, but would you be interested in this Ruby development job? I do get it all the time. You get it all. And so, how many spam emails do you get from recruiters? Um, genuinely, I mean, maybe eight a day. Eight a day. Yeah. Of saying, would you like to come and be a Ruby developer somewhere? So, yes. um, or iOS, which is or iOS. So, how do recruiters reach and engage with engineers in a meaningful way without being seen as a nuisance? Um. Two, two, two pieces of advice. The first is, and I, th I think it's very tricky for them, but it, it's easier for internal recruiters than agencies because they kind of sometimes don't want to give reveal exactly what the potential employer is. At my company, come or my client isn't very effective as opposed to you know, company X. We'd, we'd love we're, we're working on something. We see that you're you're a match. We'd love you to have a conversation. Yeah. Um, it's it's more difficult for agency recruiters. I think that they have to say. An agency time. conversation tends to be about a job, whereas a company conversation could be about a yeah. career. Or and just the word "my client" comma can just be a little bit like, well, it could be anything. It could be my current employer. Who knows? But it can be a little unsophisticated sometimes. And um, the the other thing is, and I know that a lot of recruiters do this increasingly, and the and the engineering and. Um, uh, community needs to be more open to it. That is to come along to events and and not just be running around the room, basically trying to collect you know business cards or email addresses, but just get engaged in the conversation and get into be a part, be, be a part, part of the conversation. conversation. And, and I know quite a few recruiters in Dublin that do come along to to events and uh, don't you know hit people up all the time and and yet get connected up and and help. You know who they are and when they are, and if you want them, yeah. You'll so, go find. so the so the most successful recruitment conversations I have with people right now are are ones that when they ask me do I know anybody in my own network and I'm always helping trying to help people out so I will always you know say yeah I do know a few who might be interested and I'll pass on the details but please don't immediately message with who do you know please but don't. so that's great sure. Th thanks for the interview and good luck with Clint thank you very much thanks,